0: This is the London Live Podcast. Listen live weekdays from 1 to 3 on 980 CFPL. Uh, If you're looking for a new start, today's a good day. Today's a really good day to find it because today is the Lunar New Year. It is Chinese New Year. And joining us right now to talk about the year of the ox and what that means and talk about Chinese New Year period is Carmel Say who is the chairman of the Chinese Cultural Center here in London. Carmel, thanks for taking some time for us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. So, let's let's look at kind of the celebrations which are normally incredible and colorful and a whole lot of fun. Now that we're in a pandemic, how is the Lunar New Year, the Chinese New Year being celebrated? It's
1: still celebrated uh, the same way as all our daily lives. Um, last night, we had a, a, an, a, a virtual session with uh, members of the parliament on Parliament Hill, organized by the ruling Liberal Party. And, but we, some of us did take part, and the prime minister was there. And other than that, what is more important, when politicians aside, families are always important. Uh, say for myself, I have families scattered all over the world. What I did is, uh, we, we talked to each other on the phone and some of, some of us, uh, even, you know, uh, have live FaceTime and we saw each other. That's like
0: the same way we did in the past. Okay, well, that that at least has some hope and optimism to it. And here's hoping that this year, from this point on, can have some more hope and optimism to it. Carmel, this is the year of the ox. Can you help us to understand what that may bring?
1: Okay, well, we uh, to be a little bit more inclusive, we have to re-, re rebrand them, the year of the oxen, so that it applies to both genders. Of the <laughs> species, it's it's well another term to replace it is cattle, but a year of the cattle doesn't sound right. So some of the academias have come up with the term that it should be the year of the oxen, even though most of us refer to in Canada refer to the to the oxen family as the cow because they gave us the milk and the dairy. But uh, to be inclusive, we we should call it year of the oxen. What do you think?
0: I like it. Okay, rebranded to the Year of the Oxen. Well, I am I'm totally on board because you know what this year has been, this past year? It's been a year where you look at how are we doing things. Could we make some changes? Carmel, you found a perfect change. Okay, Year of the Oxen, I am in. So what typifies the oxen on the Chinese calendar?
1: Well, it's actually not that big a difference uh, for, uh, with the Western culture about, about, the, about the oxen or the cow or the ox. Uh, they are hard-working animals and in China in the old days uh, nobody eat, nobody ate a lot of beef mainly because the the oxen was uh, was preserved to do farming they 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 drew the plow, so nobody would would eat uh, beef in the old days and, and mm. so we respect the um, the animal a lot it well even today in Canada, uh, the well, the cattle gave us the uh, the meat, of course. We like all like our primary steaks, but more importantly, they give us dairy. You know, we, we have different animals that would give milk, but a few of us would drink milk from, go- from goat, but most of us would consume our dairy, basically coming from dairy cows. So it's a very good animal. It... It, it, it feeds the the human race and it raised generations and generations of Canadians. So it's a very hardworking animal to start off with. And hopefully, uh, going by the wisdom of the people who, who who know a little bit about the zodiac symbols, uh, the, the animal is, is supposedly to be a very good year. And we all hope that by the middle of the year some of the fortune tellers are saying that uh by July or August in the lunar calendar which means September uh things will be better of course these people knew that the pharmaceuticals would be delivering the vaccine by then so everybody should be good <laughs> so like it doesn't really take a fortune teller to tell that right so but <laughs> let's let's keep our fingers crossed and let's hope that uh, the vaccines will be forthcoming, and then we'll all get vaccinated. And But for the time being, the best thing we can do is to keep the social distancing and keep ourselves healthy.
0: Carmel Say joining us, chairman of the Chinese Cultural Center, as we look at this being Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year, and the year of the oxen, as we rebrand it right here and right now, which deals... With a hard-working animal, and a lot of people have been working really hard for a long, long time, here's hoping that does begin to pay off. Carmel, what else is coming in terms of events or celebrations for the new year?
1: Well, we every year in the past, the the Chinese Cultural Center had been organizing the year of the, uh, the, uh, the Dragon Gala in London, which is a big event. It raised... It raised uh, money for different charities in the past, but this year we have to put, put it on hold for one year. Uh, we, will, we will use this time to spend more time with our family. Next year, we will come back with a much better Dragon Gala. Let us celebrate twice at that time. Next year, this time, we have a date.
0: I agree totally. Two celebrations? Yeah, save up the celebrations. I think we've got a lot in our back pocket right now. Well, again, Happy New Year, Carmel. Thank you so much for taking some time for us, and do enjoy what is hopefully a much better year.
1: Very good. Thank you, Mike. Stay safe.
0: Stay safe. That is Carmel Say, chairman of the Chinese Cultural Center. So the year of the oxen, that's that's good. That's you don't want it to be the year of something that is not hardworking or something that brings with it any kind of negative connotations. Not happening. When we're talking about oxen, when we're talking about cows, you know, they they do a lot for us. As Carmel points out, here's hoping that that kind of a vibe continues as the Chinese New Year begins. <laughs>
2: Vosotros, Madre, te amamos. Y mientras toda nuestra vida, tu dulce lingua no le
0: That beautiful voice is Aviva Chernik. You hear her and her quartet on a Canadian Folk Music Award nominated album. And the music that you are hearing, the song that you are hearing, was written by Flori Jagoda. And we sadly lost Flori Jagoda two weeks ago. She was called by some a national treasure a Bosnian, Jewish born, American guitarist, composer, and singer, and songwriter, and someone who, through Aviva, has a London connection and an absolutely amazing story. To help us tell that story, please welcome to London Live, Aviva Chernick. Aviva, thanks for being here.
2: Hi, Mike. So nice to be with you. Thanks for having me.
0: That song just made me feel good. We've had a day where it's kind of been waiting and and there's been some frustration and... All of a sudden, I feel better. Thank you for that. <laughs>
2: Good. I'm so glad. Well, that's The magic the of music, that's, that's right? That's the magic of music. Exactly.
0: Well, we're going to get a chance to talk about you and your career, but Flory Jagoda was such a big part of you and your career that maybe we need to start there. You refer to her as Nona Flory.
2: Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm not alone. I I would say the majority of people refer to her now as Nona Flory. Um, Nona meaning grandmother. Uh, and um, I think for many, she was an adopted grandmother and really also a dear teacher and a beloved friend. Um, she was a Sephardic Jew, and uh, that's a Jew her, her family came out of... Um, was was settled came out of Spain, and settled in the former Yugoslavia, and she was part of a very large family, the Altaras family. That was there were forty five people in that lineage, and they were the musicians of their village in Ljastanitsa. And anyways, just about Nona, the head of that family was Nona, uh, was Flori's Nona Berta, and um, so much I think of her music, the music that Flori brought over, was was really dedicated and was what she learned from her Nona. And so as Florey started to have grandchildren, she be, she really became Nona and is now known as she's a national she was an American national treasure and um known as the keeper of the flame of the Balkan Ladino tradition, but for most of us just Nona Florey.
0: And performed so many Sephardic songs. We'll get to that in just a little bit, but let's face it, she had a a very challenging time and, and a very tragic point in her life. You mentioned her big family. She was one of very few who ended up surviving. Why was that?
2: Yeah, well so um I mean that that was because of the Nazis um unsuccessful and in some ways uh, successful plan um, of destruction of so many of the Jews and of so many. And uh, when they came in, um, luckily, Flory's mother and uh, stepdad had the smarts to get her out and to get themselves in to get her out. And so they escaped. Flory had blonde hair and blue eyes, so she was able, and she played harmonica, which is a accordion and so her stepdad um michelle said to her um now we got these tickets they got um, fake identities and they got three tickets to get out uh, two tickets to go a different route but Flori on the train and he said you're going to take your accordion just play don't speak and um we'll, we're going to find you on the other end when you get to split uh, they left Yugos- she left Yugoslavia and went to split and so um, she got on that train and played and uh didn't the conductor never asked for her ticket anyways, all of that to say she she would say that that harmonica, their accordion saved her life and she and her mother and um stepfather and made it out and she met um Flora Jagoda, a sailor when they were on this. As, re- as a refugee on an, an island, an Italian island, um, she met Harry Jagoda, an Ashkenazi Jew. His family was from Poland and they married and she came to the United States or she went to the United States. Her mom and Michael later were able to come. And then sometime later, they received word from a cousin that the entire rest of the family had been massacred, had been taken in one large massacre and killed in a mass grave, um, which she sometime later, Harry, her husband finally said, it's time for us to go. And, and then she started unearthing the music that was in her, but, um, she was indeed a survivor of a mass tragedy. And, um, we we hear that in her music, but also we hear all the joy and celebration that was before that tragedy.
0: So she and her mother and her stepfather would represent three of 45 family members? <laughs> lived?
2: Her and her cousin, actually, like a blood relative. It was she and her mother and one cousin who survived who was, I think, quite... Lo- quite uh, Yeah, I don't know how long he survived after because I I don't know. He had been the only one to be able to say that it had happened. And so really, yeah, she was one of three people. And so when those other people died, she was the only one, really the keeper of that flame, passing it on and of all the music. I mean, they at least used to learn songs from her Nona that had dozens of verses. You know, And many, many grandchildren, she said, I was the only one who would sit and listen to the end. So it's pretty remarkable that she did and that she remembered as much as she did.
0: We're talking right now with Aviva Chernik. And Aviva is an award-winning singer, singing in Hebrew, Ladino, English, and the first Canadian to be awarded a Virginia Folklife Apprenticeship. And her life intertwines with the life of Flory Jagoda, who passed away at the age of 97 two weeks ago today. Aviva, you were born in London. So how did your life and Nona Flory's life come together?
2: Uh, it's a great, great question. Um, so I was born in London. My family is still in London. My mom and dad, my sisters, my my brothers-in-law, my nieces and nephews, and um, and I went away for theater school, and then I trained as a modern dancer, and I began to sing. I worked as a cantor, and I have was um, in a world music band called Jaffa Road for a long time, in which I began to sing music from all around the Jewish world, and I started to learn beautiful Sephardic melodies, which were not part of my background. And then uh, just one one day online, I saw this beautiful blessing for the candles. um, And I thought there must be in Ladino, in Judeo-Spanish, there must be some music to this. And so I wrote the site and I said, is there music that connected me to an album that had recently been written? And that album was written by or that album was created by Susan Galleta, who is Flory's primary apprentice, the woman who really learned all of the music and accompanied Nona and did all her harmonies and everything. And I, I heard that album and I thought, I love this music. Where is the person? You know, where is this person, Flory? And then a whole series of things. She was invited to the Ashkenaz Festival in Toronto. The person running it, he and I started playing her music. He said, you've got to meet her. Ultimately, when she came, when she finally came, December 6, 2008, I went up to her after the concert and I said, I know this is going to be very strange, but um, I I need to study with you. And she said, great. And then we started this um, really just a decade, I guess, in a way that I got to be with her um, in a way, uh, you know, she wasn't well, sort of towards the end, she wasn't well, but um, I had the gift of a decade of learning with her and really just becoming very dear friends.
0: That's incredible. We're talking right yeah. now with Aviva Chernik. Aviva, you are performing even now. I mean, even in this pandemic, what is coming up for you?
2: Yeah. Well, um, actually, I will be... So there are a whole bunch of... There are lots of things happening in honour of Nona Florey tributes, tribute concerts. And probably in the summer with the Ashkenaz Festival, um, they're going to be all online. But we will be doing a tribute, a concert. But actually, for Londoners, I want to say that I have the honour of being in concert with the London Symphonia. In May, the concert was to be actually this month, February uh, February 20th. And actually, it's moved to the month of of uh, May, on a Thursday evening in May, so delighted. The weather's going to be gorgeous, and it's going to be a great time to tune in to a concert that includes actually some of my own music, Um, exquisite composers. It's all uh, Jewish composers, but from very different backgrounds. And actually, in the second half, there's some music by Nona Flory. Just that's what we had planned, and I'm so glad that that's the case. So I really hope you'll look up London Symphonia who have, who really has had, have had such great concerts on the go. Um, they just had one just recently, I think two weekends ago and, um, more concerts before May and then ours in May, which I, for which I hope you will join us.
0: Well, we really appreciate you joining us today, Aviva, to talk about Flory Jagoda, and certainly to talk about music that if you need something just to, just to settle things down, this, this does it so well. So thank you for <laughs> providing that. Thank you for your beautiful voice, and we'll look forward to hearing it a little later on this year. My
2: pleasure. Thanks, Mike, for having me on. And just to say I hope everybody takes care and wishing you lots of ease and, and beauty.
0: Keep safe. Bye.
2: Thanks.
0: That is Aviva Chernik, and Aviva is an award-winning musician who was able to apprentice with Flori Jagoda, and Flori Jagoda passed away at the age of 97 two weeks ago today. But her music will continue to be enjoyed and performed as we move forward. Best overall car, best overall SUV, best overall truck, as selected by a jury that evaluates more than 350 vehicles to determine the best of the best, has been put out by Autotrader.ca. We'll talk about their award winners in just a moment. Not too long ago, there was a British company that decided they were going to look at the relationship Between trucks, pickup trucks, and music. And so they started to do some counting. And they looked all the way back in history, all the way back into the 50s, to see songs that either sang about trucks or were about trucks in some way. They analyzed 16,000 country songs from the 1950s to today. 16,000. So, if you were to think about how many of those 16,000 country songs would feature pickup trucks? I don't know, less than a 1%. Come on, it's not that common, is it? 4.16% feature trucks. 4% of all country songs going back to 1950, at least the 16,000 that they were able to come across, featured trucks. Justin Moore... Who is from Arkansas? Sings about trucks in almost 30% of his songs. Nearly one in every three. Uh, done a song about uh, the morning sun. I've uh, written a song about vacations. Oh, it's time to write another one about trucks. So look up Justin Moore if you like songs about pickup trucks. Shania Twain actually works into this. And it was put together by money.co.uk and their website. Shania Twain's song, The Truck Got Stuck, actually leads the way with the highest number of truck references in a single country song with 29 words about trucks. Carrie Underwood, most streams, 200 million plus for Before He Cheats, which is kind of about, about wrecking a truck. Uh, as far as the rest of the list goes, so Carrie Underwood number one. I'm I would dispute that. That's that's more about a a cheating song, isn't it? I know she smashes up his truck, but it, I guess yeah, I guess it's about trucks. Uh, Blake Shelton, Boys Round Here number two. Keith Urban, John Cougar, John Deere, John 316 number three. You can hear all of those songs, of course. From our good friends, Country 104. Uh, Number four, Chattahoochee. That's about a truck? I thought that was just way down yonder in Chattahoochee. Isn't Alan Jackson water skiing in that video? How is that about a truck? Is a Chattahoochee a truck? I don't know. Must mention a truck. And Miranda Lambert's Automatic rounds out the top five. So... Thank you to money.co.uk of 16,000 country songs going back to 1950. 4.61% of them are about trucks, and we even have some Canadian content thanks to Shania Twain. How about if you're in the market for a truck? What if it's not even a truck? What if it's an SUV? What if you prefer a car? Well, it just so happens that autotrader.ca has announced their 2021 Autotrader.ca award winners that deal with a jury that evaluates more than 350 vehicles. They're looking for the best new vehicles. There are 22 categories. And to help us understand what 2021 looks like in an award-winning perspective, please welcome Jody Lye, who's the editor-in-chief at Autotrader to London Live. Jody, how are things? Hi there.
3: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. Can we begin with best overall truck? We were just talking about truck songs and country music. Imagine <laughs> if you were able to drive a truck and play a truck song at the same time. Mind blowing stuff. And, and it sounds like, you know, amusement for a pandemic because you can be by yourself and it can work out fine. What did you find from the jury when it came to best overall truck?
3: Yeah, so our jury of more than 20 automotive experts from all over the country voted the Ram 1500 as the best overall truck this year, and that's actually a two-time winner.
0: Ram 1500, all right, okay, so that's best overall truck. Well, why don't we continue with the best of. What was best overall SUV?
3: Uh, the best overall SUV was the Volvo XC40. Uh, and our jury just really liked how it offers Canadians a lot of different choices. So they have an electric one coming out. They have a regular gas-powered one. It's very cleverly packaged. looks really cool. Um, and it's a very modern and practical SUV.
0: Okay. And rounding out the triumvirate, how about best overall car?
3: The Genesis G70 was voted as the best overall car this year.
0: Uh, The Genesis G70. I'm not even familiar with that vehicle.
3: Yeah, so Genesis is uh, kind of the luxury brand of Hyundai. Like if you think of what Toyota and Lexus, what their relationship is like, that's what Hyundai and Genesis is like. So the G70 is like a compact sports sedan, and it competes with cars like the Mercedes C-Class and the BMW 3 Series.
0: Okay, excellent. So in, in putting the jury through their work, what sorts of things, you kind of mentioned some with the overall SUV, but what sorts of criteria, Jody, are they looking for to determine, okay, we can name this one best overall for 2021?
3: Our jury is really looking for cars that go above and beyond what's expected of them. Uh, we're looking for cars that offer Canadians a lot of value, a lot of options, uh, features, technology, safety, um, overall excellence. And so we're looking for cars that not only raise the bar for their own brand and their own segment, but kind of for the whole automotive industry um, altogether.
0: What- talking with Jody Lye, who's the editor-in-chief at autotrader.ca, because their 2021 award winners are out. And we're focusing in on those awards and what they suggest if you happen to be in the market for a new vehicle. So... In terms of the different categories, you obviously have best overall, and we've gone through those. Best overall car is the Genesis G70. Best overall SUV is the Volvo XC40. And then Ram 1500 has won again in best overall truck. What other categories do you look for?
3: Uh, We have a lot, so it really depends on what you want to go through. Um, Maybe I could talk about best sob compact SUV, which is a really popular segment with Canadians.
0: Because if you look around the roads, there's an awful lot of subcompact SUVs driving around, right?
3: That's right. And there's new ones popping up all the time because that segment is just becoming so popular. And so automakers are really trying to, like, satisfy that demand for all those small SUVs. Um, So this year, our jury voted the Kia Seltos as the best subcompact SUV, which is actually really impressive because it's the first year the Seltos has been out on the market. So to dominate our awards on its first year out is really cool.
0: Really? And what did the jury like about that particular vehicle?
3: So we love that it's a really great entry point into Kia. It's a really affordable way to get all-wheel drive. It's spacious. It's very practical. It comes with a ton of features, and it looks really cool. And so we think our jury thought that, you know, out of all the ones available, the Kia Seltos really kind of elevates that whole segment.
0: Any idea, Jody, as to what the overall attraction is to the subcompact SUV? Is it the new minivan?
3: Um, I would say that Canadians love all-wheel drive, and the subcompact SUV is usually the cheapest way to get all-wheel drive um, in a lot of automakers' lineups, and so I think people like that option. They like maybe sitting up a little bit higher so they have better visibility. Um, Yeah, so people love them.
0: The all-wheel drive, would that deal with the weather that we tend to have to go through at certain times of the year?
3: Typically, yeah. I mean, we it's, it's a joke that we have, like, six months of winter, right? So I think Canadians really love their all-wheel drive because it gives them some extra confidence when driving through, like, snow and ice.
0: For sure. All right. Um, how about family sedans? I mean, its it's strange to say the word sedan almost, but we've got some automakers that still make sedans. Not as many, though, do we?
3: Um, it's true. So a lot of sedans have been discontinued as more automakers are focusing on that really heavy SUV demand. Um, but this year, our jury voted the Hyundai Sonata as the best family sedan. And again, this is another one that offers Canadians a lot of different options. Like they have a hybrid version with a solar roof. They have a regular gas-powered version. They have an N-line one that's more performance-oriented. So there's a lot of different options.
0: We're talking vehicles. With the editor-in-chief at autotrader.ca, Jody Lai, and we're looking at the award winners that autotrader.ca has for 2021. Okay, let's go luxury for a second. Maybe a a dare to dream. If we're going to look at a luxury SUV, one that has, oh, I don't know, three rows of seats. What are we looking for in that category?
3: Sure. So for luxury SUVs, it's really important that um, a Canadian feels like they got what they paid for, you know, because they're paying a little bit higher for these vehicles. So we want to make sure, you know, the craftsmanship is there. It comes with all the best tech and features. Um, And this year, the Genesis GV80 was voted as the best three-row luxury SUV. Again, really impressive because it's the first year it's out on the market.
0: Jody, as we close out, anything else catching your eye in the auto world these days?
3: Yeah, so we actually have um, five more awards to give out. Um, it's for our Canada's Choice Awards, and those are a little bit different from the winners we were just talking about because everybody can vote on these. They're voting for their most trusted cars, and so we really want to know what Canadians trust in terms of vehicles um, they would like to have on their driveway. Um, and the cool thing about that is if you, if you vote in that contest, you can go to autotrader.ca slash awards, Um, You can come back every single day to vote, and we're giving away a brand-new Toyota RAV4 hybrid, which is so cool.
0: Nice. Okay, so where do we go? Autotrader.ca, and and we vote away?
3: That's right, yeah. Autotrader.ca slash awards slash CCA. That's how you get to the, the giveaway. But, uh, yeah, any of the information uh, about the awards is there. You know, we're really proud of these awards. The whole reason we do this is to, to help Canadians kind of inform their car buying, and we want them to be more confident in that process, because we know it can be kind of tricky sometimes.
0: Absolutely. There are so many choices out there, and any information is great information in this way. Jody, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and running down the awards for us. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much for having me. That's Jody Lai, Editor-in-Chief at autotrader.ca. And a look at the award winners already of 2021 and very pandemic-friendly awards, too. You can do those online and you can go online right now and you can do some voting for your favorite vehicles. You've been listening to the London Live podcast. Catch the show live on weekdays from 1 to 3.